This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, I'm here with my boy Guapi! I have no idea what the hell is happening. Why can't you just be guapo? What's a guapito? It's a miniature size. There's regular tacos and then there's street tacos. <laughs> I'm, I'm so oh. confused where you come up man, with these fucking dates. Man. Connor, what, 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 maybe I should ask Guapo, what, what the hell was in those empanadas? Oh. <laughs> you were shoving into your face about three <laughs> seconds before we went live. I had a piece of hair that stuck in my mouth. And as we're on the intro video, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, it was, it was all chewing up. to you, and you were still chewing. It was all messed up, man. You, uh, no, it was good. Rough times out here. Hey, you're 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 a you're a consummate pro. You were late today. Right wow. on time. Right on time. I don't know what this guy is talking about. We're 15 minutes late. It's mm-hmm. because of you. That's true. It's a, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The one time it's Conrad's fault. Just blast it out there on the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to know why you're late. That's oh. all. Oh, you know, you seem to. I was late, bro. Something's you seem to have a reason. You know, you come in here, you got empanadas waiting for you. You don't even care. You're just, you know, rolling in whenever you feel. They were still good. What's going on? They were yummy. All right. There's some good empanadas over there, man. ESPN ain't ever going to get us, man, if we keep rolling out 20 minutes late. I mean, you know, when ESPN comes, we'll set a real time. Oh. Yeah, you know, this is YouTube. We can do what we want on YouTube. You hear us, people? We can do what we want on YouTube. The YouTube time. (laughs) We... We may have uh, another special giveaway in store tomorrow. What are we giving away? Well, tomorrow we are going to be giving away uh, the tag team partnership of the Tortoise. The Tortoise? Oh, the Tortoise. Tortilla. Oh, man. So, I'm first. Everyone needs to start doing their Tortoise. Um, gosh, I don't know. Quiz sheet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to need to get a Tortoise quiz sheet out. Uh, okay. We're going to need to order a costume for his tag team partner to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think his partner should obviously be the hair. I mean, that, that goes without saying. My God, Burke, you, you outdid yourself two days in a row. What did I do? It was a really good thumbnail. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I see yeah. it out there. Yeah, I've, right. been, I've been putting in a little bit of work. You know, sometimes you I just even, get, the idea just comes to me. You, you know? even put the venom in the background. Yeah, yeah. Right, that I, was I, sharp. Give him a little branding if he's going to give a hundred k bounty to people. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know, we'll give we'll give ACR a little bit of shout out. Um, but there is a chance. And it seems to be a highly probable chance that we give away another Academy seat. Tomorrow. Holy shit. We uh, may not actually be having our first winner come due to some uh, outstanding circumstances. So we might be doing a double trivia giveaway oh tomorrow. Wow. Wow. So do they get to pick who the tortoise partner and a seat? 
No. Nah. Seems that way. And oh, you got to be a member. There it is. Yeah. Hit the join button, please. Yeah, it's for the members only, as mm. as we've been saying. Uh, you know, big thank you. Because the members are the, they're the real. They're the core they're of the this core. show. They are the core. Right. They are the real ones. They're the ones that mm-hmm. they get all the callbacks. They yep. show up on time. I mm-hmm. could just say stinks. They show up on time. <laughs> and they know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> exactly, about. Exactly, yep. You know. Yep, you say stinks, and then they put the Pirates logo followed by stinks right, right after. <laughs> I get right. it. We, they, we all get the running bit. They've been stinking it up in May. That's okay. They won yesterday. That's why wore the shirt he, he probably won't hear this until he listens to it back but big shout out to efro he went in today for his surgery so we're wishing him well yep looking forward to a speedy recovery Absolutely. i know this is the first show that he's missing in you know 278 of them so yep good luck it only took a hospital God bless. to do it yeah well you know life or death is yeah. the only excuse we'll mm-hmm. accept <laughs> you know he's, he's gonna go back and rewatch the episode i'm sure of it He'll oh, yeah. see it in like four hours. Maybe they just have it playing on his ears while they he's might. under. Yeah. You know, he has little tortugas running through his head. <laughs> oh, Christ. man. Um, yeah, so going to be a big giveaway show tomorrow. Make sure you guys sign up for your membership if you want to have a chance to qualify. Uh, brush up on your MTT trivia as we'll be coming with some questions like we did on month or Tuesday and also uh you know brush up on your tortoise history we, mm. we we're going to have some we're going to have some fun mm-hmm. ones yeah go oh, watch man. all 278 episodes that, previous that really is the, the best way to win <laughs> yeah that is the best way it'll be nothing but callbacks mm-hmm. so uh you know if you've been paying attention at home you 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 stand a good chance got to get 3 out of 5 questions correct and then you're the winner how did you come up with three out of five? I don't know. <laughs> he was so sold on it, too. Like yeah. He like, was so sold on it, too, when yeah. we were talking like two about it. Two or three would have like, been better, maybe, because then you, you, know, you don't have to come up with as many questions. But, you know. I'm well, here for the questions, man. Hey, we you love know? questions. It seems like... Uh, we had fun. Yeah, two out of three would be a better grade, I guess. But, no, you know, we had 60% fun. percent's a passing grade. We had yeah. fun giving more questions. That was a lot of fun. I think, I think the problem with two out of three 60% is that... 60% is a passing grade? Yeah. Eh, maybe I don't know. Depends what you're. Depends what you're being tested <laughs> in. I think an F for us was sixty nine percent. Oh, nice, nice, what, nice. What do you uh, think an F is in Ali Amaserviax coaching system is like? Uh, what sixty six sixty nine? What did you just start that sentence with F? Yeah, F. Uh, I forgot the sentence now. Oh, an F. Yeah. An oh, F. Yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I completely forgot what I said that oh. time. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything less than 80% ROI, obviously. Uh, okay. Um, speaking of nice, there was a nice hand played by two end bosses yesterday at Triton. And I'm only showing that... Actually, that's not true. I, I appreciate good poker, uh, especially between these two. But I think that there isn't enough coverage of killers like Linus and Makita out there. And it was nice to catch a, a live moment with them where the banter was actually pretty hilarious. Makita's a funny dude. So let's, uh, let's roll this clip. I'm gonna relax, I gotta have to pay you. 
I don't want to. Come on, man. Relax. <laughs> it's not me, it's him. <laughs> I do not want to see it. I'm so sick. I'm so sick. <laughs> 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 oh man, what a gangster. What a gangster calling with Ace King High. I love the banter back and forth. Like, come on, Linus, if you don't relax, I'm gonna have to call. <laughs> it's like such a such a hardcore thing to say to somebody when they're like, you know, really in the blender mm -hmm. and actually nervous. Um Yeah, I wish those guys got a little bit more of I don't know if coverage is the right word because like obviously they make a bunch of final tables and everything's there, but the the banter is never going to be light at a six-handed final table where it's two million up top and you know there's massive icm decisions yeah you're just not going to see hands like this right i think like poker.org is doing a great job of getting out there getting the the in the weeds coverage so to speak like these are these are the moments that you hope to capture and uh kind of show the the characters quality. a little bit more lots of quality there it's a lot of quality but it's also just like doing a lot of the the in the trenches work right yeah. you're just not going to get to know linus and makita otherwise and for what it's worth linus is still just a fucking statue dressed <laughs> up in gucci and <laughs> looking like he belongs at the at the chesterfield south with uh <laughs> with worm at the tail end of a 24-hour session yep it's fake versace shirts and shit <laughs> i can't i can't i gotta put some scratch together yeah um uh speaking of poker.org I, I gotta stop saying speaking of with these segues but it just works out uh they put out an article yesterday that i thought was a little bit bigger of a deal until i actually dug in and read a little bit but given the headline i think it's worth addressing so um Haley hints put out an article saying that uh there's a forced forced closure looming for poker house dallas uh after they lost their appeal and initially i thought this meant uh, a precedent to be set for the dallas poker market but it appears what ends up happening or what ended up happening is that um the other two card rooms in dallas i think it's uh tch dallas and is it 52 shuffle uh, shuffle 214 they were uh issued a license in quote-unquote error and that's how they're continuing to mm. operate or at least that's um, that's what the city is trying to to proclaim or protest that they were issued a license in error, and they're they're caught within that fight. Um, but Poker House Dallas apparently was issued a license to become a nightclub. They were originally supposed to be called uh, Cabaret, something along those lines. Let me see, La Zona Rosa Cabaret. It was a themed nightclub created by the venues corporate owner badger tavern uh, and it dates all the way back to 2009 so they're an interesting name it's a red light district okay i was gonna say mm -hmm. you tell me what that means man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally spanish for the red light district yeah nice mm. nice okay well maybe that's why they turned into a poker room instead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well that's when the whores come in <laughs> shaking their behinds <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, so it seems as though at some point they pivoted to a poker room instead 
and they've just been operating under this license all along which the county or the district was able to take to court get them to close down they appealed they've lost that appeal and it seems as though uh they've now been issued a cease and desist so gg for poker house dallas seems like it's all over for them um it doesn't help with the the precedent for the dallas poker market but i also don't think it hurts yeah Yeah. it doesn't seem like it hurts yeah it seems as though they're still operating in this weird gray area where uh the two rooms that exist currently are able to do so because rightfully or wrongfully they were issued licenses Mm -hmm. and the counties and districts are going to continue to fight back against that um my best guess is that also means that no new establishments are going to get licensed yeah so the, only in Dallas, though, right? Dallas is the yes. Dallas is the hot spot, but it's also the biggest market in Texas, as far as I understand it. Um, like maybe it's comparable as far as like liquidity and things like that go to to Houston and uh, maybe to a lesser degree Austin, but it's a virgin market. It's a major metropolis, and poker seems to be pretty big there uh, within an underground scene. So. I think a lot of the card room owners that are in the other areas like Austin, San Antonio, Houston, et cetera, are dying to breach the Dallas market. But it doesn't seem as though the operators are uh, budging. And I think a big part of that also probably has to do with their, their, um, their location in accordance to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They're so close to Choctaw. And what's the other one that's um, out there? I'm not sure. Um. Choctaw is the close one, right? Yeah, it's the start with a W. Windstar. Windstar. Windstar, yeah. Uh, I, I think Choctaw is the close one to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah okay. It's our, it's mm-hmm. I could, I went, I've went to one of them. I don't remember which one, but I'm pretty confident it's Choctaw. It was within 90 minutes. Sure. I think it's closer than that because I stayed in Denton, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas, and I drove every day. Really? Uh, I mean, it's probably somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, somewhere yeah, it area. seemed like right. the drive from Denton wasn't that far. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas highways are weird too. They're like, well, at least that one. I think I, was, I think it was the GW highway. Uh, it's not like here where it's like you know twenty seven fucking lanes spanning across. No, no, no. You're just a two lane highway, man. The whole way straight shot. Yeah. On and off ramps don't exist. Nope. <laughs> they just they just like bring you right in from the shoulder. <laughs> it's the Wild West out there, man. It really you know? is. It really is. I. I would, uh, California is tough, or I I guess specifically LA, like their on-ramp, off-ramp system is like, Mm -hmm. not, you don't get a lot of leeway. Like, it's just like, okay, you have 200 feet to merge into a highway or you die. Right. You're like on some like random street back road. And then you just, if you just like veer off, you're on the highway. You're you're just on the expressway. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's like hour and 27 minutes. Okay. 90 mile an hour cars just zipping by you. Yeah. 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 I, I. I mean, for many, many reasons, I loathe driving in LA. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, I think, I think it's just like that when you're just not used to the driving situation. And then like, like when we went to Bahamas and there was all, like, all the roundabouts, you know, it's like the people that live there love them. I love them. Right. Yeah. Well, like at first, cause like it's weird how you're, how you have to go through 
And then you, you you don't know when you're supposed to enter, when you're supposed to exit, like when the cars, the yielding, all that stuff. Figure this but shit once out. You, right. right. <laughs> well, when you first do it, it's just like, you're yeah. like, am I going to get hit? But then once you figure it out, it's it's like, oh, this is way better than stop signs. This is so yeah. much smarter. Is it though? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just keeps Why? the traffic moving. Because because if you had stop signs, you just back up traffic. Where yeah. like the cars are continuing to move like the whole time. I mean, there's some yielding going on, but like, but like. It just keeps traffic flowing. I, I think that's probably true. I do remember there being like a pretty big overflow of traffic at certain times of the day. Yeah. I mean, where we were just like stuck. Right, but I think I, if, I remember, it would be worse. If was I with you lights. where the, the, the track runners? Yeah. Were, yeah they, they lapped, lapped us. us. Yeah, they literally they lapped, literally lapped us. They came one way and then passed us going the other way. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, like, but honestly. Like, that motherfucker was fast, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That was also, like, the probably one of the busiest intersections in the Bahamas. Right. You know, like. Yeah, the one near the movie theater. It seemed like just the absolute middle of everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. There's going to be some traffic. Right. But, yeah, I think it works All out well. 450 cars on the Bohemian Island are, <laughs> are <laughs> stuck in that intersection. Right. They kind of are. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. At that time. Is there a reason Texas card houses are in the gray area? Is it because it's all because they don't take a rake? Is that what it is? Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, it's not gray. Hmm. Let me see how to frame this. It's not gray as to whether or not you can run a rake-free home game. Just like it's not gray here. Yes. Uh, we we can run a we can run a home game downstairs, take no rake, and it's completely legal. Um, and there's no gray area in Nevada because we have gaming. So if I take a rake, I immediately break the law. Period. Okay. So why is it why is Texas different? There's no gaming. Uh, so what the law is here is I can run a rake-free game in a residential. And it's completely above board and, and legal. The second that I run any game, rake or unraked, in a commercial property, I'm breaking gaming law. Mm. Here in so it has Canada. to be in a residential. Correct. That's why we. That's why that's we rent this. That's why we rent this. That's yeah. why. I mean, not uh, that we ever do yeah. real money games, but like even mm-hmm. like poker out loud, which is technically real mm-hmm. money. It's like if we were in a commercial property, we couldn't. We right. couldn't film Studio it. Studio Fifty Two, the brand new Studio Fifty Two, is in, it's a, in a house. In yeah. a house, resi- nice mansion. Yep. Yeah. So in Texas, uh, them running rake free allows them to, you know, operate through any sort of loose laws that may exist as far as like profiteering from uh, illegal gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they're, keep, they're keeping the lights on by. They charge a door fee. Okay. And then they charge uh, they charge a seat fee every half hour. It's just time. Yeah. But they're you know basically they're charging admission for your seat. Uh, but the difference is they don't have a gaming license. So there's no black and white as far as like what you can do in or out of a commercial property. So now what ends up happening is they take up these commercial properties. You need a license to run a business there. So they, you know, manufacture some sort of social club and that now becomes up to, as far as I understand it anyway, that becomes up to the local community district, whatever, as to whether or not they want to allow this business to operate. Right, like you can't just go into a. Uh, as far as I understand it, you can't just like go into a shopping center and open whatever fucking business you want. Right, right. Like if I go to, um, uh, for instance, um, Summerlin. Uh, what's it called? Where, downtown Summerlin. Yeah, oh, downtown, downtown Summerlin. Summerlin right. Yeah. If I go there and I rent out a storefront, they're going to ask me what my business license is, 
And if I say like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> like, let's just say somehow we get past some shadiness of like, oh, don't worry about it. And they're just like, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. Right. And they let me open and I open uh, a, a sex club. store yeah. or, or, or a strip club or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're just immediately going to like the district is just immediately going to close me. Right. Right. Because it's not, it's not uh, zoned zoned for that. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Um, so I think that like they're able to skirt because there's just no legislation uh, around these social clubs um but i imagine it would be the same as if like somebody went into these shopping malls and wanted to open like a vfw right uh it would probably just be uh, a per basis type of discrimination right so yeah. it's like maybe in uh one county they'd be like yeah that's fine we don't mind that and then you go to another county and maybe it's like a little bit more affluent or whatever and they're like we don't want a fucking vfw in our shopping mall uh, so it's kind of the same thing with the card clubs. Okay, but in Dallas, particularly, like they they scrutinize it very heavily. Where Austin seems to be the most lax. Austin is where Doug has his setup. Yeah, yeah, and that's why yeah. there's the most of the card houses are in Austin, right? Austin, Houston, and a few in San Antonio. Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting too because Austin's a weird market. It's such a wealthy city, especially with all of the uh, influx of of tech there. But it doesn't seem to be a, a big liquidity pool when it comes to poker. Uh, and if it is, I imagine like a lot of the big money just isn't frequenting uh, these these like yeah. I mean, I think, gambling parlors. I think out of most of the the bigger cities in uh, in Texas, it's one of the smaller ones. Population it's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure one of the smaller. But it's also one of the wealthier, given uh, the the mass exodus of san francisco silicon valley and that oil money's in dallas bro that's true (laughs) yeah that actually is very true yeah uh we we think it's well or we think of it being wealthy because of tech in general right um and we know how wealthy like san fran became based Mm -hmm. off of silicon valley but yeah we do forget about that oil money right texas as a whole is uh, in the cities anyway Mm -hmm. uh very rich rich state houston too obviously yeah it's crazy you go there and gas is like a dollar 25 yeah $1.25, Dollar twenty-five, sir. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's let's get into the shits, I suppose. Since Conrad tried to segue into it three times already, <laughs> he's here for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm I like it. You know, I'm excited about uh, people giving out bounties for hey, getting cheaters. It's pretty great, right? The the interesting all right so let's let's start from the beginning. Yesterday, Barry Carter uh, put out a tweet and it said um, it was a screenshot of Ali's Instagram, which said, "Been coaching a few guys and really enjoy." By the way, the wording of this is so weird. He says "guys" redundantly like four times. <laughs> uh, been coaching a few guys and really enjoying taking guys to the next level. I would like to add one or two guys I can work with. <laughs> Email alleycoachingbookings at gmail.com if interested. So first of all, uh, all you young up-and-comers, we, we, need to get you, we need to get you in there as a mole. All right? <laughs> that, that's, that's where we're at right now. This is, this is the making of like, uh, uh, fuck, what's the Denzel movie? There's a lot of them. No, 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 where, where he's a cop with Ethan Hawke. Oh, oh, training day. Training oh, day, training. yeah, yeah. This is like the making of training day via poker, yep. right? Like, you know, we send in our Ethan Hawk, and the only problem is Ali's Denzel in this instance. <laughs> he flips him. He's like, I can show you riches galore. <laughs> I Ali'd uh, Ali. I made 16 email accounts, and hopefully one of them bites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that'd be great. 
so, you know, as best we can tell, it looks as though he is still fully functional, right? Like, I know a lot of people were kind of pushing back saying like, well, actually, that's not true. A lot of burner accounts <laughs> seem to be saying that, uh, you know, he's completely done. He hasn't played in forever. All of his horses are losing. Just go check shark scope, blah, 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 blah. Um, but that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg because what we had been hearing through back channels is that he actually has many, many, many accounts. Uh, he's been multi-accounting on multiple sites, most notably ACR that, uh, you know, he has stayed in action and that his stable is only growing in size, which makes a lot of sense. If he can't actually get the action down, you know, you just scale right? Like he's clearly created a system that works. Um, assuming that he's still using software, I, I can't move or else I will bleed. <laughs> uh, you know, assuming that he was able to continue to go undetected as far as like whatever RTA software he's using, um, this is going to be transferable to horses, even if he is just the one who's orchestrating it. So uh, the rumors that I heard and again, I want to state that these are just rumors. This is alleged. We have no firsthand proof right. or anything along those lines. But the under... If we did, it would be $100,000 richer. I'd do it for free, man. <laughs> I would course. help this motherfucker so of fast course. for free. But the rumors that I heard were that he and his manager, Chris Fitz, had established a stable, which is basically a tier, a tier level type of setup. At the entry level, those guys learn the ropes and they play all the early phases of the MTTs. The more established guys, they get in there for the, the middle ICM phase. And then Ali and Chris close it out, assumingly using the Dream Machine type setup that they have or whatever. Uh, I have no idea if there's any truth to that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um but, you know, that's, that's the rumor mill that's kind of floating around. Uh, it could just be that, you know, he's doing all the work in the background and he's demonstrating this system to his horses, which, you know, actually would kind of be on the up and up, right? Like, sure, Ali may have gotten really good by using assistance, but now that he is really good, him passing that on to new students isn't against any rules or policies or anything along those lines so there is a world in which he's just operating an above the board stable um but given how tarnished his name is he's not really incentivized to stay above board right like now it just kind of becomes a game of ali versus the operators where it's like how much can we get away with and for how long you know it's kind of a, a smash and grab operation very brazen though to to get out there and just drop the email, say like, hey, who wants to get rich? Right. Hit yeah. me up, squad. Mm -hmm. We got uh we got some openings. Openings on the team. Um, so Galfon followed this up by quote tweeting. I love this new Galfon. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's tough. Like, I, I know where he's coming from. It's so much easier to just not say anything. Like, even today I'm walking on pins and needles a little bit, like kind of saying this stuff right. because I hear it secondhandedly, uh, and I know that it's just rumor mill and alleged, but also I've been in the game long enough to know that these things almost always carry a lot of weight. I can't remember the last rumor that I heard that was just blatantly false. Right. 
where it was just like, oh, that was totally fabricated. It's like, nah, man. Like, they that gotta, shit was probably happening. They start from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only do they start from somewhere, but like the detail at which you hear these things is just like, it's, it's too... It's too like specific to be fabricated, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, this traces all the way back. Like, there's there's a checkered past with everybody involved, and I think that that's a big reason why uh, the people from his side probably aren't coming forward. Like, um, so Gelfand Gelfand quote tweets and says, "Hopefully, someone will infiltrate and expose his current cheating methods and not turn evil themselves." That's a great hope, and I wish that that were true, but the problem is, is there's so much more incentive. Like, if you, if, you, if you send him an email and he takes you on, he vets you and starts coaching you and has no suspicions whatsoever that you're trying to work for Team Good, it's not going to take long before you realize that it's way better for you to just not dime him out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to make a lot of fucking money. You just are, right? And like, right. yeah, you're going to be a little morally compromised, and maybe that's not what you set out to do, but... When someone throws that bread in front of you and you're just a two five grinder, like, oh, six figures is nice. Yeah. You know? Um from there, then Nagy put out a statement today and he said, I will go on record. <laughs> I, I don't know what what he was trying to get at here. Uh I guess he was basically trying to say like he hasn't had the time to do his due diligence and like really look into this. Um because he qualified this first statement, but he said, I will go on record. I'm in the Triton 200K blinding off reading this. <laughs> I, I don't know what he was reading. Like, it was, it was just one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's quote-tweeting Phil that was literally one sentence. You don't need to blind off, bro. Like, do, do your thing, man. Get in there and play the goddamn event. Um, he said, I will offer a 100K reward for proof of this. I take security seriously. However, there is no one that is perfect. Help me help you if you can. Excuse my grammar. I'm under some pressure here. Um, I, I think that this is great. This is the first of its kind. We haven't really... Uh, I mean, that's not true. Like Perkins and those guys kind of put together an expiring reward for Robbie at, at 250K. But... Um, this what, is from the operator. So it's a Yeah, this is from the operator, which is, is nice. But the problem is that... Um, and I, I, I have a big issue with what happened with the Robbie stuff, where... Because the reward wasn't executed on, uh, it was assumed then that there was no information to gain. Yeah. And it stops people from looking, right? Like people, it kind of calls off the dogs, so to speak. And the issue is we don't know to what degree people are motivated financially in order to uh, you know, be a part of bringing something larger than them down. Right. Like, I don't want to compare this to like a mob operation or anything along those lines, but there are plenty, 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 plenty of examples of organized crime out there in this world where people who are not all that well off and could stand to do incredibly well, or as a better example, people who are at risk of losing their freedom that could remain free if they part with some information just don't. Right. And it's some sort of, you know, combination, uh, when you're talking about organized crime, obviously there's the danger of your life, right? Like your life is always in danger. So sometimes it's better, uh, game theoretically speaking, to just <laughs> do the time or to not accept the reward or whatever right. the case may be because you live longer. Um, but in this instance, you know, anybody who has firsthand information is going to be complicit in a cheating ring, assuming that it exists, right? An alleged cheating ring. Right. So if 
if they come forward and they say like, look, I have receipts, I have text logs, I have, uh, you know, examples of when this happened. I can tell you times where I allowed him to take over, or I've seen him use RTA before, yada, 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 right? You're also just, uh, admitting that you were complicit in these things. And the issue is that we're kind of in the wild, wild west right now with our industry where it's like, we all want this vigilante justice. And we have operators now offering monetary rewards. We have outside observers who are wealthy trying to clean up the streets and police it saying like, you know, we'll do whatever we can, whether that's offer a reward or, but there's, there's no, there's nothing uh, there to kind of protect the informant, so to speak. And there is the potential of uh, a snowball effect that is more harmful than the reward is good, right? Like, imagine if uh, somebody comes forward and tells Nagy everything that he needs to know, and then Ali realizes who it was, and then goes public to get this person banned from the World Series, banned mm -hmm. from GG, banned from, you know, EPTs. Like, basically getting him the same punishment that he's received. Right across the board yeah. so that threat of being complicit is a big one and maybe 100k just isn't enough mm -hmm. right I, I i just um i just put out uh, a quote tweet whenever i was you know kind of advertising for today's pod and i said knowing firsthand that there are a lot of people out there who have this information but won't come forward for the 100k makes me wonder what the actual price is for them to break their silence so it's like i know that there are people in the stable that or formerly in the stable whatever that that have some level of information to what degree who knows um but it, it's it's some combination of like is it the money factor or is it the inability to necessarily prove things right like we saw this with zamani and and brin he was a whistleblower but like his his evidence was a little bit flimsy so we were never ever really to pit. We were never able to really pin anything specifically on Bryn or uh, the other mm -hmm. people that were being accused. Does this situation kind of present itself here as well? Like I imagine Ali and his cohorts are pretty sharp. They're probably not leaving much of a paper trail. You, you need a smoking gun, and right. it's, it's very it, it's very difficult to to have that. And then if you do, or if you don't have it, then you you do you do. Take on all the risk and then not actually prove anything. None of the reward. Right. The, yeah. Yeah. So like, let's, for instance, hypothetically say that everything that I'm talking, uh, everything that I'm supposing about the stable or whatever was information that I had heard from somebody firsthandedly, right? What if they just repeated everything I said and corroborated it? Yeah. Doesn't do anything. No. Literally does nothing. Nagy's not able to police anything any further, right? He's not able to... Uh, up the security in any sort of way because they're just constantly finding other people to buy their account and you know yeah. that stuff's probably already being attempted to be policed in some capacity like again i don't know I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes at acr i don't know how fast the accounts are being turned over in the stable if if they are allegedly you know going forward with multi-account i don't know any of those details right um but even if we had more clarity on them it's not like as if we, the, the problem is suddenly solved, right? All we, all we know is that it's actually for sure occurring. Mm -hmm. And the public feels great about that because now we get some real truths, but the informant doesn't really do anything to bring 
uh, the, the stable to justice. And, you know, whether or not he even receives the 100K reward, he's going to have backlash then from both sides, right? He's going to have backlash from the community because he was complicit. And then he's going to have backlash from the, the stable side because they're going to have dirt on him, I'm sure, right? So it does become this weird double-edged sword where it would be fucking great if somebody who was, you know, linked up enough and was smart enough to have been keeping receipts the whole way along the lines uh, was able to actually come forward with a clear smoking gun, you know, empirical proof that these types of things were happening mm-hmm. and that they are policeable, right? Like, here's the system. Here's how they get around the current security. This is what you can do in order to circumvent that moving forward and put him out of business for good, right? It would be great if that existed. My hunch is that it doesn't unless it's, you know, the actual people at the top. So this is nice. It's a nice PR move. It's, uh, it's a generous offer by ACR, and uh, I think it's like a step in the right direction. But like for all of us who are out here like basically saying like, hey guys, if you're in a bad spot and you want to try to start over again, like here's your chance. Mm. It's kind of bullshit, you know? Well, I know somebody did take him up on the offer. Um, Already? Yeah. We got breaking news? Well, I mean... Sort of. Was it you? No, no, no. It seems that um, Waxman reached out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he sent us this um, text log. Yeah. Wha- Pickleball? No. <laughs> Ramen? No. Should I play the Venom? Hell yeah. Okay, but just to specify, you're going to play on my ACR account and use RTA, right? Av. Haha, cool. Sushi later? <laughs> but it seems he hasn't gotten a response about the sushi. I don't Brutal. think he wants to go out to eat with Waxman. Yeah, I don't blame him, man. <laughs> it's a long meal. Yo. To be clear, that was a troll. Waxman. I, I have to, I have to, I don't want to be in a Brett Favre situation. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yes. Uh, Waxman obviously photoshopped that, but yeah, very good joke. <laughs> good. Love my Waxy. Good jokes. Yeah. He also misspelled, I'm a still a bitch. i'm so rich (laughs) i'm so rich yeah i mean i think that these conversations are good to have um and i think that it's important that operators are willing to work with us the way that naggy seems to be the way that uh you know the integrity council that gg put together seems to be um uh, I think the biggest trouble is that there's just such a lack of transparency, right? Like no site is going to come forward even to like a trusted few, right? Like no site is going to like hit up Gelfon and be like, listen, between, you know, us, between the operator and self-appointed, not, not self-appointed. That's not, that's not the right word between the operator and, and the man that's been appointed, uh, one of the heads of, of the poker sphere, if you will. Here's what we're doing to try to prevent the Ali situation from occurring. Like, here's what we've been able to accomplish. Here's where we're still a little unsure. Even if even if that were shared, uh, like I, I don't know that it would it would give us all peace of mind, I guess, to a certain degree. But then it just becomes a matter of like, okay, well, they find out and they just find the next way to to circumvent things. Yeah. So it's like, I guess from a transparency level, it would be nice to see more, um, more actions taking place that we are certain of. Like, we know that they're banned from EPTs. We know that they're banned from PokerGo Studio. 
those were public statements where they just literally came forward and said like look this is happening right we're all on pins and needles to know to to find out if they're going to show up to uh wsop or not we don't know yet like when you come he's talking about from like an online perspective say acr or whatever yeah um like they don't name people that they ban like they might there might be a lot right. of people under this umbrella that is banned there they only give you their screen name like there is no well i don't even think they give you the screen name oh they yeah. do they do because they give back refunds and it's on the right but it's only if you get a refund right um i don't know i know that there's a site that gives back like whatever um the well, tracks the people that are banned yes that, okay. oh, it tracks the refunds given and wh what name they were tied to so yeah okay that i mean i didn't know that that would be really great information to to kind of scour through i think they um like that's a really good starting point for somebody who's trying to kind of get to the bottom of things mm -hmm. yeah i think they're like uh, up to like i don't know either 25k or 35k per person per mm -hmm. like banned account they give back okay um so yeah so you I'm pretty sure you see the banned account name and whatever the amounts interesting yeah i think a site like that would be really helpful especially like it being third party uh, I, I think part of the challenge, though, is that it's difficult to accurately keep up with that site, right? Like, where are they getting the data from? Well, it would have to almost be a leak from internal. No, no, this is ACR posting. Oh, yes, oh, this is AT oh, ACR. I thought it was like a third party. No, this is ACR being um, transparent of what's going on. Behind okay, it. I didn't. Yeah, I had no idea they did that. That's that's like their own precedent because I don't think any other sites do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. Um, I don't know when it cropped up. I want to say two. I know whenever they eliminated ago. the bots, they were pretty public about that, all of that. So that's what I'm talking about, basically. Okay, but that, that's that's way 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 different. Um, well, I mean, that's what the site like. They have that site, and I'm not sure if it's only bot. Well, I don't think we're sure if it's only bots. We just know it's people who are cheating. Okay. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see like how recently it was updated, how many people have been banned over the last week, month, year, etc. Yeah. Um, I actually think I can pull it up just because it's in my email. It, they send like an email out or something like that. Yeah. And ben Jammin says that it's all on the ACR blog. Um, but he said it tracks all of the bots that have been banned, uh, even tracks hands played against them for you. Hmm. Uh which which is great um because it does acknowledge that they had a botting problem mm -hmm. whether or not they still do is uh uncertain but even that even that level of transparency is like it's awesome that it's a step in the right direction but it's it's almost like um like a a, a bit of a fake peace of mind right because it doesn't really demonstrate whether or not botting is still continuing it just shows that they acknowledge they, that there was botting yeah, yeah well i mean I think it's almost an endless fight. It is. Like, right. You're this, 100% right. This isn't a fight. It does show that they are fighting. Yeah, it shows, right. it, so it shows a little good. transparency to like they are mm -hmm. trying to put the right step forward and yeah. like whatever and fight the bots. Right. And I'm not sure if, like I said, again, like I'm not sure if that's cheating and bots or right. like whatever the case may be. It'd be nice to have some clarification to that. But um, yeah, I think it's a great step. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely tricky. It's it's just tricky because the incentives really align to uh, scam the system more than it does to become, you know, your your own good player. Like, I think that that's always been my biggest fear of online poker, is that it it alters the game in such a way 
where it does just become about the volume, right? Like, poker on its surface, the way it was created, was meant to be a bit of a social competitive game. You know, similar to... Um, you, you could even compare it to baseball. Maybe not one-to-one, but right. Imagine if baseball were automated instead. So imagine if instead of playing baseball, uh, you were able to play a shortened game online, right? Like a video game version of it. Yeah. And instead of it taking two and a half hours per game, it took 20 minutes per game. And anybody in Called the world... MLB the show. Right. But like any, anyone in <laughs> yeah. the world would have access to it. Right. And uh, throughout that process, you would still just go through the same same sort of path that, that normal baseball would take, right? Where uh, stats would accrue, you would, you, would be, you would very quickly suss out who the best players were and, and things of that nature. Now, obviously, baseball is a little different because like, in order for that to happen, uh, the attributes of the players would have to be like, pre-programmed in. So like, right. you're going to perform according to like, what your pre-programmed attributes are. Where poker, it's like you're accruing the attributes as you play. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is that uh, in poker, there is a perfect way to play, right? If you have full, uh, full knowledge of the game tree, then you can play relatively perfectly, right? And that's what botting is gravitating towards in this space. So now what ends up happening is you have this platform that offers the volume and you have players that are building up attributes or that, that have the capability of building up attributes close to perfect through machines. Now, we're granted, granted, we're still far away away, but we're getting closer and closer, right? So now this, this platform effectively fast-tracks everything and allows the volume in and of itself to basically reduce variance to zero if you're capable of developing machinery or bots in this instance, uh, or you know, just RTA if you're you know, utilizing your, your humanness uh, to play. And basically, you know, just print whatever win rate is attributed to that sort of strategy. Uh, if you now take away the online platform where things happen so fast and in, in mass volume, and you move it to live, this stuff is never an issue. Mm-hmm. Right? It just isn't because the game is far too slow and the volume is far too low for anybody to ever be incentivized to actually not sit in the chair themselves. Yeah, and a bot can't play live. Right. But right? even it's if it like, could, yeah. Even if it, if it could, could, it wouldn't. Yeah. Right. E- yeah. Even if it could, like, it would be socially outed. Right. If you, if you put, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you put some sort of like AI in seat mm-hmm. four at the Bellagio, everybody would just refuse to play with it. Right. Because you can easily identify it. There's, yeah. there's no way to be covert about it. Now, mm-hmm. of course, like, sure, we may progress towards the singularity or like, you know, if Google glasses had ever become a thing. But again, we would always create layers of security that were very simple in nature because it just doesn't pass the sniff test. It right. doesn't pass the eye test, right? Mm-hmm. The, the human element is so present that it's forced upon the game, just like baseball is in real life, right? At the end of the day, no matter how good Barry Bonds is, he's still a victim to low volume, right? So there's still going to be some level of variance that dictates what his outcomes are. Mm-hmm. You know, he hit, what, uh, 700 and... or he hit over 800 home runs? No, seven... Yeah, it was like 790 or 780, something like that, right? So he hit just shy of 800 home runs, but uh, maybe in a simulation his actual expectation was like 720 or maybe in a simulation, his actual expectation was like 
840. Everybody's going to fall like certain standard deviations away from what the ceilings are, right? And there's just no getting around that. Like every game is going to be dictated by certain sequences of variants where it's like, you know, something small happened and it actually yeah. changed the, Injuries, the overall outcome. All kinds of stuff. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like luck is always going to be a factor and it's the same thing live and you're just never going to be able to put in enough volume to reduce that. Uh, online, the incentive is volume driven. So it's like the volume is there. Right. So now the incentive is to crank out a strategy that makes money over the long term and apply it as efficiently as possible. And nothing is better than that at machi- than the machines. You know? Like we're we're just we're just advancing the game that way. Uh and it's it's a scary landscape because I think that the fight between security and defectors is going to become an expensive one for the operator to the point where uh i don't know that they can win in the long run right it it depends at like what scale the defectors kind of start to attack but the more people who are able to identify that the true incentive is not to be an upstanding member of an online community that makes money the old-fashioned way but instead to just smash and grab mm-hmm. and just find something that is incredibly efficient, apply it as much volume as you possibly can, and then just reap the rewards. So it's kind of a, it, it kind of demonstrates a bit of a broken system uh, as it stands. And I, I think that's always been my biggest concern of online. I know that like there are a lot of people who are playing online. They're just like, whoa, 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 like enough with the FUD. Uh, these games are very good. They're very beatable. This is a very small scale problem that we face and I, I wholeheartedly agree with them mm-hmm. like they're they're absolutely right online is beatable uh there's a ton of dead money out there good players are being rewarded by having a bottom line and this is a small scale problem but it's a problem no problem and it does scale mm-hmm. that's the issue like yes currently in its current genesis it's a small scale problem right but it scales yeah what happens when 25 percent of the people you're playing against are bots and not whatever it is now. yeah like 0.1 yeah. percent right. or, yeah, yeah. or you know whatever right um yeah it, it's it's uh it's a concerning thing that i don't think live faces uh we have our other issues you know live has its own problems there's yeah. people stealing and edge sorting and you know always trying to find it, it'll ways. always there'll always be people trying to gain an edge trying to cheat no matter what what you do so you just have to continue to like police it as best you can right. and reduce it as much as you can but you'll never get rid of it there's always going to be someone looking for an edge it just sticks Whether out so much more like a sore thumb live mm-hmm. i think you know yeah for sure because like when i think about the when i think about the you the, can see it it's right there in front of you or when you can't what like when i think about the biggest cheating things that have occurred live it's always situations where people who are maybe not afforded the best opportunities take something that's too good to be true right like they they get invited to a game to play with chauncey billups and they're just like oh my god i can't believe my luck like i'm a shit reg that nobody wants to play with and i got invited to go play with chauncey billups (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're a fucking mark yeah you know you're a mark you're about Mm -hmm. to get scammed for a lot of money Mm -hmm. and and that's ultimately what ends up occurring is Is that you know these these games that look like they're too good to be true are almost always too good to be true, and have some 
underpinnings of something seedy going on, whether it's an unbeatable rake or uh, you know a mechanic dealer or a million other ways in which you could potentially be cheated, uh, you just probably are. If you look in the mirror and you say, like, I'm a very good winning live player, and you just got invited to the, the softest spot that anyone could ever imagine, you're probably not as good for the game as you'd like to believe yourself to be. And you're probably going to be the reason that the game is actually running. Uh, which is tricky. It's very tough. You know, it's, it's, ve- it's a lot more sophisticated than, like, what Doyle had to deal with. Because I would assume back in his day, if that shit occurred it came at the risk of you getting, getting found shot. out and shot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Where, like, now you get found out and some asshole like me talks about it on a podcast. <laughs> Not really the yeah, same. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was Conrad. No. So did Guapo. He cut right to him. Mm. <laughs> what are we talking about? I, I did my best Con- Conrad impression. Of just. Just. Yeah. <sighs> We, th- we thought it was you, man. I thought you had something to say. No, I was just chilling, man. <laughs> say something. You guys need something or something? Yeah, we need you. My God. You're the lifeblood of this show, man. What the fuck's going on here? What do you think this is? You think you just get to come in here, give your fucking intro. 20 minutes late. 20 minutes late. Yeah, don't forget that part. You know, make, <laughs> <laughs> make one nice comment about the thumbnail and then just wrap it. No, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, I gotta do. Just Conrad, do the seat giveaway today. No. Mm. Oh, you see. We're not prepared. No. Oh, okay, we're not, we're not prepared. Sorry, I tried. We're not, we're I not tried. prepared. I tried for It you. would be better today because we have big numbers. Um, but I don't, I don't have any I don't have any good trivia questions. You don't, have a, you don't have a Tortua trivia question? Oh, you want to do the Tortua giveaway today? I mean, if... if no, nah, that's a nah, feel-good Friday yeah, kind right, of thing. All right, you know? all right, yeah. all right. That's a, that's a feel-good Friday. Besides, it's going to be fun. Be, there are people that know that that it's going to happen tomorrow and they're right they're, they're planning on tuning in tomorrow that's true they the, should be here now but you know maybe they had something to do maybe they rearrange their schedule around so they could join us tomorrow also i don't want to take that away from them. yeah also it's probably going to be like a solid 15 20 minute bit and i have to piss so like <laughs> I, think, I think i have like five to eight more minutes in me you remember that guy drake from uh, um when we were giving away the stuff and he didn't pick up his phone or he yeah, didn't yeah, us? yeah 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 he said he's confused by your tank top are you hot or cold man I'm so hot right now. <laughs> uh, which you uh, always complain how cold right, it is. Right, right. Which, always, and I come up here and I go, "God damn, it's hot in I here." I was just about and to say, which, like, "You're not that hot. What are you talking about? I'm freezing." But you dress like that. I was just about to say, I'm not allowed to complain because <laughs> no, you're not, not at all. The the meat locker air conditioner was mm-hmm. on before the show started, and I'm I was over here freezing. Sweating. I have a built-in sweater underneath this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah we're gonna turn the ac on i'm gonna hit the gym all right uh that's gonna do it for us today be sure to tune in tomorrow as i mentioned we're gonna be giving away an academy seat we're gonna be giving away lamana's tag team partnership yeah so be sure right. to brush up on your tortua trivia also we do still that's have it. one and more also seat. brush up on you know your uh pre-flop ranges if you do win yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to win this thing baby that let's go important. Uh, we also have one more seat uh, available to the Software Y MTT Academy. That begins next Wednesday. If you're interested in that, head over to academy.solferwide.io. It's a four-day event. Each day, you will get to play a different phase of the MTT while learning all of the proper strategy from the one and only Matt Hunt. We're all very excited to uh, get that off the ground on Wednesday. Uh, Tomorrow will be a big giveaway day, as I mentioned, and the final show of the week. So be sure to tune in noon Pacific, 
Thank you guys so much for rocking with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment below. We'll see you all tomorrow at noon. Later, squad. Peace.